Praise ye the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adiwumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. Today I would like to continue the, the book of Daniel, this, the series of Daniel that I've been teaching for the for a few for a few broadcasts right now. In the last broadcast, I believe we were discussing Daniel chapter nine, and we we pointed out some of the things that we can emulate in the life of Daniel the prophet. And one of them is how how did Daniel get to be favored by the Lord? Because when the angel appeared to Daniel, he said, "You are well, well beloved." And for us to be well beloved, we must live the Christian life like a prophet I mean live the be, live the life of a prophet in praying like Daniel said he prayed three times in a day and many other things that Daniel was doing also we also read in Daniel chapter 9 we read about how Daniel was interceding for his people the, the, the Hebrews the Jews and for Jerusalem and from the example of how he prayed we also pointed out some of the things on how you ought to pray First to elevate God, lift up his name, lift him up higher before you present your request. And when you are presenting your request, make sure that you, if you are praying, especially, especially interceding for a city, for your nation, for your people, for your tribe, make sure you put yourself in the loop and confess your sins. That we have blown it, Lord, and our God is righteous, then you can ask for help. And the Lord answers prayer. He said, He that asketh, receive it. Now we came to the point where Daniel was visited by the angel Gabriel, as it was written in the book of Daniel, chapter 9. And Daniel, Gabriel told Daniel the prophecy of what God has determined upon Jerusalem. And it was in prophetic code, really, because he was talking about 70 weeks in the book of Daniel, chapter 9. And that actually was describing what will happen to the people of Israel from the time of Daniel the prophet and it was quoted and that is where I'm going to start today to try to describe what the angel was saying and from there we're really going to prophecy this time rather than, and we're going to learn something also from the prophecy because when we see prophecy being fulfilled or when we see that prophecy that was given by God comes to pass it should make us to say, How great thou art, O God. And also it should make us to say, and you and me should be able to say, Nothing moves on this planet earth where we are living. Nothing moves in this world on a magnitude, on a high scale, on a big magnitude. That is not by the finger of God. God is in control of all the affairs of men. That is what I want you to gain. This is what I want you to learn from these prophecies that we are going to be describing today. Now there are several interpretations of some of these, but the main evangelical interpretation of this prophecy is what I'm going to give. There could be many other opinions, and however, we don't know the days nor the hour, but it is still by insight, by inspiration, that we are going to say this is what this prophecy of the, the numbers that were given, this is what they really mean. But we are at this generation, we are looking back at history. When we look back at history, it is much clearer to us than those who, are, who, who received the prophecy and they are looking for ahead for the future, not knowing what that prophecy really meant. And that was how the Jews, in the days of the Lord Jesus Christ, why they were able to 
it was very easy for them to miss the Messiah because they were looking at prophecy and looking at the future and trying to see whether this is what it is or this is what it will be or this is how it's going to take place now we in this generation can look back at history and see this is what was prophesied and that was how it happened in fulfillment so we can understand it much better and that was what the angel was saying when you go to Daniel chapter 11 chapter 12 he's told Daniel that seal it up there may not be much understanding of the prophecies given to Daniel but in the end of the world they will understand it how? because at the end of the world we are we actually in this generation we are looking back at history and we are able to understand what Daniel wrote and how it fulfilled itself over time and then if those ones fulfill itself the rest of it also will fulfill themselves that is what I want to pick and learn from this exhortation everything that Daniel wrote which are prophecies that God gave many of them have fulfilled themselves because we are looking back at history so the remaining will also fulfill itself because the same God has said the earlier one said this other the other part and they will come to pass too and that should make you to prepare because the Lord is coming soon prepare because the kingdom of God will take place just like God has said whether men like it or not God will take over this planet earth and the saints of God will rule on this planet earth and the saints of God are the people of, of Christ that have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and you can be one of them if you have not accepted the Lord you can come and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and become a saint of God because the people of the saints of the Most High shall take over the kingdom of this earth and reign and rule forever and ever that has been prophesied in the book of Daniel and that is what it will take place so we are looking at history to see the part that have taken place and we can see the remaining that have not taken place that is going to take place at the end of the world. Do you want to be part of those? Do you want to put yourself into that prophecy, into the fulfillment of the, re- the rest of the prophecies when God will take over the earth? To do that, I will tell you at the end of the broadcast how to accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior and I will pray with you. Then here is the vision from 24. Here is the, pro- the prophecy. The angel started and said, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people that's talking about the Jews and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Now let's analyze those things that we the angel said will be accomplished in, within 70 weeks in a, in a moment. What, what, we, what he was saying here has to do with everything that the Messiah came to fulfill. He said, 70 weeks are determined upon your people and upon thy holy city and upon Jerusalem. To do what? To finish the transgression. Now, how will they finish the transgression? The greatest of the transgression of the Jews is what? You and me can think about it. You will see that the greatest of the transgression is that they kill the Messiah. Every other thing they have done, the Lord Jesus Christ told them that they have killed all. He said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killed the prophets and those that are sent to them. Now, the, 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 the maximum of it all, or the, the greatest of it, of this transgression, is that they killed the Messiah. The Christ was killed by the, by the Jews. Now, that is finishing the transgression. This is the worst of it all. Because any other thing they did earlier on, like the Lord Jesus Christ gave a parable, he said, the, the, a, a man has a vineyard and he loaned it to, to some vine dressers and when he sent his servants they beat up the servant 
and stone those that were sent until he said I will send my only begotten son maybe they will reference my son and those vine dressers said wait, wait a minute this is the heir let us kill him and they killed the heir of that man and then that was the worst of it all and the village gave give that parable and he told them what do you think he will do to this vine dresser he will come and destroy their city and they said oh, God forbid now that was exactly what the angel was saying the, the, the worst translation is that they killed the messiah See that seven, in, within these 70 weeks the, the, the worst transgression will be finished they will, to free the transgression to make an end of sins and another thing is when Christ died Christ actually come to make an end of sins that is he died to pay for our sins that is making an end of sins so everything was being fulfilled in Christ so that is from the time of Daniel the prophet till everything that we are talking about about the Messiah will be fulfilled within these 70 weeks and then to make reconciliation for iniquity that is what the Messiah did reconciling man unto himself and to bring in everlasting righteousness now you have to remember that making reconciling, reconciliation for iniquity is that Christ dying for the cross on us, for us on the cross and after that is done is, he, has made, he has made the reconciliation now he has given the ministry to the church to go ahead and bring the Gentiles in as many as we believe you will be reconciled back to God and that continues even after the 70, the 60 something weeks stopped, God allowed the Gentiles to come in for a lot of years before he will finish up the 70 weeks. And let's go on, he said, they will make, to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness. Now what is everlasting righteousness? The everlasting righteousness is what the Lord Jesus Christ is bringing to the saints, to the Christians. Christ in our life, Christ in you, Christ in me is the hope of glory. That is what we bring in everlasting righteousness. Christ coming into your heart to lead your life from now on We make you righteous, everlasting righteousness. So that is what the angel is prophesying here, that everything is going to be fulfilled in Christ. He brought in everlasting righteousness by pouring down the Holy Ghost upon men. Not just on one prophet, but upon all that believe and receive Christ. Bringing in everlasting righteousness. And to seal up the vision and prophecy that is everything that is being prophesied and revealed it will be sealed up in fact the, everything is revealed and fulfilled in Christ and is being sealed up by the, by the atonement of Christ on the cross and to anoint the most holy now a lot of people have said that anointing the most holy some people talk maybe we are talking of a new temple in, in Jerusalem will be anointed that most high is not what he's talking about we are talking about anointing the most holy which the most holy Christ himself will be anointed. He said that the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to preach the good news. To, and when the Lord Jesus Christ came in Jerusalem, he, he presented that, that that was his mission. The Lord has anointed him to do this. As he said, he said the spirit of the Lord is upon me and his anointing, his anointing is upon the Lord Jesus. And that was written in the book of Isaiah. And let me read that to you in a, in a, in a moment. When Jesus Christ went to to his city in Beth in uh, Nazareth and started preaching to them, the, the passage that he took on that day was the passage that I just mentioned. That you will see in the book of Luke, chapter four. And here he said in verse seventeen, from verse sixteen, talking about Christ. He came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. 
And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, he said, he has anointed me. The Lord Jesus Christ is, is the most holy. And there was another point where the Bible said, the Lord Jesus Christ told them that were standing, he said that they, they are standing here among you, those that will not die, they will not see them until they have seen the Son of Man come in his glory. People couldn't understand what that meant. But the Bible says six days later, he took Peter, James, and John up to the mountain and was transfigured before them. That manifestation is actually an anointing that we believe that he was talking about that the kingdom, the, the, the Son of God coming in his glory in the full power is what is being done somewhere there. He manifested himself to them and they saw his glory. Now, whether before that time that glory has not really been manifested or not really been revealed or not really descended upon him, he simply said it was, it was another special anointing that we can call it, but that is what was represented in the book that when after six days later he took those apostles, the three apostles to the mountain to transfigure before them to fulfill the fact that some of you guys will not see death until you have seen the Son of Man coming in his glory. And that was when he came in his glory on that day. Now, so we, as we can say anointing the most holy in this example is actually the anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ to start to bring the, the deliverance, to bring the finishing of the iniquity. And also, one more thing, the Holy Ghost came upon when he was baptized also. That's part of anointing of the most holy. But we have to also think about this this way. That when the Holy Ghost came down upon the saints after Christ has resurrected and gone up to heaven, the Holy Ghost came down upon the church, the believers. So if we are talking of the temple of God, the church of God now is the temple of the living God. The church of Christ is the temple of the living God, not a building in Jerusalem. So, if there's going to be any temple, we are the temple of God. And God anointing us with this baptism of the Holy Ghost is a way of anointing the most holy. I mean, the temple of God is being anointed. So, I mean, all we, these are all applications of this example, but we can say the angel was talking about anointing coming upon the saints. The Lord Jesus Christ being anointed to do the work of the Lord to do the work that he came to do and then the body of Christ being the church of God being anointed in the, on the day of Pentecost that continue up to now now let's go on to verse 25 See, now know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks the street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times now the angel was given was, was given the timetable for for Daniel here, and what he was saying is, from the day of Daniel there will be a commandment to go and restore Jerusalem, and that was given by an edict by the king of Persia named Cyrus, who commanded that the who said the Lord God of heaven told him to build him a temple in Jerusalem, and he told the Jews that were scattered everywhere that any of them that wanted to go back to Jerusalem to go rebuild the temple. And that was the beginning of the 
of the restoration of Jerusalem, the Jews began going back home in the, after they have been taken away for 70 years by, by the king of Babylon. And that you can read that in the book of Ezra. You can read that in the book of Nehemiah. Okay? That was what happened then. And the commandment came forth by... The angel said the commandment will go forth for them to restore the, and build Jerusalem. They said from that time till the Messiah comes to visit that city will be three score two and sixty weeks. And if you make one week to be seven years, that ended to be about four hundred and seventy-two. That is sixty sixty-nine times seven years. And to the letter that fulfilled itself from the day of Daniel till the Lord Jesus Christ came was roughly about about four hundred and seventy years. And he gave the first 49 to be the time they will be building the temple. And that was taking place. They built the temple for, for about 49 years. The seven weeks. 49 years. And after that, after seven, after seven, after 62 other years, 62, 62 weeks, which is seven times 62 years, the Messiah came and walked into that city of Jerusalem. And but according to the Bible, verse 26 said, And after three score and two weeks, shall Messiah be cut off but not for himself and the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary now the angel was saying the Messiah will be cut off which means the Messiah was crucified to the letter according to this prophecy and that happened that he was crucified just like he says in 62 weeks after he has from the time they have built the temple 62 weeks later which is 62 times 7 years the Messiah will be cut off and that happened to the letter because the Messiah came and then he was crucified and he went up to heaven. Now he mentioned that there will be a prince that shall come and destroy the city and the sanctuary. In short, the city of Jerusalem was destroyed after Christ's resurrection and ascended up to heaven for about 70 AD. And that was fulfilled to the letter. And he, he went further and said, At the end thereof shall be with a flood, and unto the end of the world their solutions are determined. So the angel said, From that time they destroyed that city, it will be like a flood will take all the Jews away. They were taken away for a long time. And he said their solutions are determined. And Daniel could see all of this saying that Jerusalem was destroyed in his own generation and he was praying for restoration. And the angel was coming back and telling him that, yeah, there will be restoration, but in about seven, four and seventy something years, the Messiah will be killed again by these people that will fulfill all this iniquity, finishing the iniquity. And then the Messiah is actually doing so, is going to allow that to happen, not because of himself. He will be crucified, he will be resurrected, but not for himself. It's for a purpose. And that is part of what we have said that to finish the transgression is part of the purpose. To bring in reconciliation for iniquity, because that's what the Messiah will fulfill by bringing the Gentiles in, reconciling us back to God. To bring in everlasting righteousness, to bring the Holy Ghost back upon all them that we believe. And seal up the prophecies and anoint the most holy. All of those things are being fulfilled in the Messiah. And after all of those are done, he said then there will be another destruction of Jerusalem because they killed the Messiah. They will be wiped away for a long time. It's like a flood until the end of a war. They will be desolated. The whole city Jerusalem will be desolated until the end of a war. That was what the angel was saying there. Now, we close, nobody will be able to pinpoint what war was he talking about here, but we can look back at history and say that city Jerusalem and the old land of Palestine was desolate from 70 AD for a long time until maybe 1900s which is almost 1900 years before anybody was allowed to begin to call any place there a nation in about 19 
in the 19th century, in the 19th, 18th century, 20th century, 1910, 1914, the first world war took place, and there were some people being restored to Jerusalem around that time. But they didn't become a nation, just some Arabs were there, and some Jews were trying to move back there. And they didn't form any nation, but they were allowed to, there are some villages being, being started. Then after a second world war in the 1940s, then a lot of Jews also finally make, move over there and they make that place their homeland and they try to make a nation. Since 1948, they declare themselves as a nation, which has still been contended up till now. They are still struggling to, struggling to survive, but that is the end of the war. He said, until the end of the world, the soldiers are determined, and that second world war will actually can be pointed that that is the war the angel was talking about here. Because after the second world war, this land of Palestine was being restored, has been restored to the, to the Jews. And now we have the nation of Israel. Now, verse 27, the angel went further to some other things that will begin to take place, which we can say that it, that will be after the Israelites were restored to their land. He's talking about this prince that shall come will confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation. And that determination shall be poured upon the desolate. Now, these have two fulfillment. The last part of it, they have two fulfillment. Because a lot in some of the other writers, they have assumed that this desolation you were talking about was was taking was taking place maybe during the time of um, of the Syrian king that went and made the desolation of Jerusalem before 70 AD. Some people assume that that was what was being taken place when they said abomination will be put in the city of Jerusalem on in the temple. That maybe this is what he was referring to, and you can see, see that again in Daniel chapter 11. That maybe that was what he was referring to. However, when we try to compare this, this could be talking about the Antichrist that will come at the end of the world. That say we make a covenant for seven for one week, which is seven years. That is, this has been trying. The Jews right now have been trying to 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 keep themselves, to keep their nation as a nation. And there are big control controversy between the Palestinians, the Arabs, and the Israelites. But there will be a time when there will be a, a, a leader of the world, maybe a United Nations leader or a leader of the of the free world, that will try to make a peace treaty. And they have been trying to make peace treaties for many years, right now, just like everybody knows. And it looks to us from this prophecy that there are going to be a form of peace treaty that we kind of survive. But he said it will be like a seven-year trial of this peace treaty. This is what is being prophesied here. They have been trying a lot of peace treaties for the past 15 years that has never really been successful. But from this prophecy, it looks as if there will be a peace treaty through a leader of the world that we can say is the prince that shall come, not the not Messiah, but another religion or another world leader, hopefully from Europe. That we are that we make that peace treaty between Israel and the Palestinians or the Arabs for them to live together. And it will be like a seven year peace treaty, but in the middle of the year it will be broken again. And that is what we believe this is talking about. But when that will take place, we don't know because there will be a lot of requests for peace and ad agreement trying to sign some peace treaties and that has been going on up till now. But look looking at all of this prophecy. We are looking back at history, like I said in the uh, earlier on. I said we can see all of the footprints of the prophecy that were prophesied by Daniel, how they were fulfilled. And we can look back and say, if those have been fulfilled, the rest of the prophecies also will be fulfilled. 
well, which we will see, like you said, after Messiah have been taken, after been, have come, the Messiah have gone. Even though the Jews didn't believe that Jesus Christ was the Messiah, but we can look back and say, Jesus is the Messiah. And he came and he has gone just like the apostle, like the prophet, the angel said, just like the prophecy said. And the Bible also said, there will be another seven year peace treaty that will be broken and there will be war because of that. And we know from other prophecies in this Bible, in the book of Zechariah, for example, there will be a peace, there will be a pro, there was a prophecy in the book of Zechariah that said, God will gather all nations against Jerusalem. That will be fulfilling the self when a peace treaty was broken either by Israel, that will make all the United Nations come against them again, but that will be a, a war that God said he will now intervene. Why? Is it because God loves his, his Israel more than other countries? No, but because that land belongs to God, not to United Nations, not to the Hebrews, not to anybody, but to God, not to the Arabs, but to God. And that God is Jesus, whom they are not accepting. Christ will come down, like the Bible said, and his foot will rest upon the Mount Olives. And he will deal with all the nations that came against Jerusalem. They have been fighting against one another for his land. The land belongs to the Messiah, the great prince. They cut him off of his own land. So you can say, well, it was the Jews for him or not for him. They, didn't, they were not for him. They cut him off of his own land, but he's coming back to take it over. So whether you are Jew or Arab, Muslim or Gentile, you better believe in the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the Lord Jesus Christ. He owns the land. In fact, the whole earth belongs to him. He's taking it over, and his foot will rest upon Mount Olive. The prophecies have revealed that, and we are telling you right now, you want to be part of his kingdom. That is the kingdom that has been prophesied in the book of Daniel. You will see that in the book of Daniel chapter 7 when we are describing it, when he said the, 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 the people of the, of the saints of the Most High, the people of the saints of the Most High shall take over the kingdom and possess it forever and ever. And in the book of Daniel chapter 2 the vision was revealed to Nebuchadnezzar that said there was a stone that was caught without hand that smote the image of, 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 of the world, the image of Nebuchadnezzar at the foot. That is at the end of the world. And that is the kingdom of Christ. It is Christ that was represented by the stone caught without hand. God himself coming with his stone to knock the whole world down in the United Nations war against Jerusalem. Not against Israel or Jews, against Jerusalem. Why? Because the land belongs to God. Not to the Jews, not to the Muslims, not to the rabbis, not to the Mohammedans, not to anybody but to the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is the one that is going to take it back. They might be fighting over it, but he is coming down in the sky to knock them all down. And he's going to take it over. But he has promised to give it to the seed of Abraham forever. And the rest of the world given to the saints of the Most High forever. So if you are Muslim or Jew or non-believer, you better believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. For he is coming. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he loves you. He wants you to be part of his kingdom. But you've got to repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can be saved. Would you like to be one of them? Would you like to be part of this kingdom? Bow your head and ask him right now. He's listening. He's God. He's everywhere. He said, we are two or three. I gather together in my name. There am I in the midst of them. And he's ready to answer your prayer. You just have to call upon him. Say it after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. You are the Messiah. You are the Christ that died for me on the cross. I want to be part of your kingdom today. Accept me, O Lord, and I accept you as my Lord. Come into my heart, Jesus. Give me the Holy Ghost. And let me live for you from now on. From now on, I, re I, 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 I refuse the devil. I reject Satan. And I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray for all the people that are listening. 
let your word on, come into their heart. Let them receive it. Let the word of God that is planted to them today, let it germinate. Let it make them begin to walk for Jesus and live for Jesus. And, as, and expect Jesus to come soon. Father, I also pray for them. Touch them, O oh Lord, and remove sin and the sinful nature from them so that they live no more in sin, but they live for Christ. Give them the new life, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. That is it, friend. I want you to write to us, and we shall send you some more exhortation that will help you. Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he wants you to come unto him and to stand and to stay in the gospel. Stay in that narrow road that we have been exhorting. Right to the Gospel Distribution Ministry, Post Office Box 71027, Phoenix, Arizona 85050. God bless you. On the internet, our web address is www.gospeldistribution.org. And God bless you. Tune us again next time.